my job is and what I kind of love about it is I'm here for them to use me as much as they would like or as little as they want. Um, usually people want to use me as much as they can. So they get overwhelmed. They walk into a store. It's they're, They can't make decisions. They, people say that all the time. I walk into a store. It's too overwhelming. I walk around. I leave with nothing. Or I walk in a store, I find one thing I like, I come home, and now it doesn't go with anything. So um, it can be overwhelming. So helping them stay on track, you know, what we're looking for, ask those questions. I go to stores often. Sometimes we need to go back a couple of times, and that's part of it. Um, And I I like it, too, because um, sometimes it's like if you going wedding dress shopping, right? Like you have in your head of exactly what you want, and then sometimes you go in and you end up leaving with something that you thought you didn't want. So um, I think seeing things in person and furniture, I tell people, is so personable. Is your husband or you 6'2", or are you 5'1"? You know, like you need to know the height of where a couch will fit you. Um, Men are very usually particular about if they want things to recline. Women want things to tend to look pretty. Men want it to be comfortable. I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female-owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small-town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit best news? They've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance, and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Her Business Rocks. Today, my guest is Lindsay Dickinson. She is the owner of Decorating by Lindsay. Lindsay specializes in offering creative and eye-catching designs that are well-suited to each client's unique space and style. She established Decorating by Lindsay in 2020, and she transforms homes room by room. Her goal is to make the process as fun and relaxing as she can with her clients. Lindsay does everything from designing to shopping to decorating to returns, and I'm excited to learn from her today. Welcome, Lindsay. Thanks for being here with me today. Hello. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes. So excited. I have um, loved decorating from the time I was a little girl, so I'm excited to learn from someone who does it as an actual Um, job. So let's dive into the questions. Let's start by hearing a bit about you and what led you to start decorating by Lindsay. Um, Well, like yourself, I have always loved decorating um, and design. So ever since I was, you know, a little girl, my mom would always decorate for the holidays. And, you know, when you think back to your childhood and you think back to Christmas and Easter, Um, it's like I remember those certain items that my mom would always put out. And to me, that is what meant that holiday. And then when you see it, it's like, oh, you have all those memories. So it definitely was very impactful to me seeing 
um, those special things around the holidays. And when I would see them coming out, it made it feel, you know, so much better. And so it was important to me to do that for my kids as well. But it's one of those things that I noticed, um, you know, I would go places in a restaurant or walk down a street and my eye would always go to certain patterns and details that I started realizing like, oh, not everybody notices those things. Um, or looking at a room and I always say, um, you know, if you watch those HGTV shows and they'll take a room and they start dropping down furniture and moving things around. And I could always do that in my head visually um, and look at a room and then think of it completely flipped. And I thought everybody could do that until I realized not everybody can visualize that and see that. And I thought, huh, maybe I, you know, people would say, well, how would you, how did you think of that? And I go, I don't know. I, I just could see it a different way. So, and I realized that maybe I had a, I don't want to say talent, but I was able to visualize things a little bit different that I thought everybody else could do. Yeah. And recognizing that is a big part of finding a type of job that you will love. Right. People always say, what are you good at? And even though it comes easy to you, the next person may have no clue how to do it. So it's awesome to dive into those realizing your gifts and talents and then being able to create a job just for you that fulfills you at the same time. Talk to us about the steps you take to designing a room. What does that look like when someone's like, I want, I want my living room done. What are, what's the first thing you do? Um, so the first thing I need to do is come to your home and see it in person because, uh, I mean, a lot of people will send me pictures and it does give me, um, a good idea, but seeing it in person, seeing your home in person, what rooms connect to that room. Um, I'm huge into understanding the flow of your house. Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Do you have animals? Um, where do you, how do you live? Where do you sit? How do you use this room? How would you like to use this room? Um, is it right off of the main door that people first come in? I mean, so many times I'll walk into a home and, you know, the first thing you do is you walk into home and you typically look straight and then you look right and left. Um, and so many times there's a room right off the front door and, um, it's not pleasing to the eye at all. There's a lot going on. Um, they usually are very well aware of it, but they don't know what else to do. So I just think that there's something to be said when you walk into somebody's home and you're going to get the feel right away of how their home is, um, the design of it, the flow of it, and so forth. So it's really important to first come to your house and just take a look of everything in person. I then am going to ask them um, if I'm using any of their existing furniture. So usually they're, sometimes people want to start, I would say most of the time people are like, I don't, I'm not in love with any of this. I want it to all go. I don't like it. It's been hand down to me or a lot of maj paj. So it's a end table from a house two years ago. It's a couch that was handed down that they can't get rid of. Um, it's a rug that they bought, they thought they loved, and they don't love. Um, so getting an idea of what pieces do you want me to still work with, or are we starting off fresh? Um, 
And then I really kind of listen to them of it's important for me to sometimes know what they love about their home and what they don't love about their home. Sometimes I hear and can understand more of um, them telling me what they like about something just as much as what they don't like about it. So um, I love the feel of this couch. I love the shape of it, but I hate the color or um, I don't like this texture. It is not well with my dogs or my kids sit on it. The pillows are always moving. Um, you know, so just really listening to them because that will be helpful for me to figure out more of what they're looking for. Um, and then I will really talk about, um, write down the necessities of what they will need to complete this room of how they want. So, um, the curtains, are we doing curtains? Are we doing curtain rods? Are we doing a carpet? Do we want end tables? Do we want throw pillows? Do you want wall art? Um, do you want the, you know, some people are real minimalist. They don't want the knickknack stuff. I, my design is tends to be, I like clean. I would say I'm not a minimalist, but I, I don't like a lot of things. I always joke and say, I like things in threes. I think it balances and looks good. I also joke and say, that's why I have three kids. Cause <laughs> I don't know. It just seems right. The balance. But um, so I put together a budget then of what I think it will cost for them to get everything that they're looking for. And then I let them know um, also what my cost will be for me to do it. And then I email it to them. I always say no obligation for me to come out. I make sure that it feels good on both of our ends. Um, I do this for a living because I love it. Enjoy it. I maybe I'm not the right person for everybody. Um, so I really want it to feel good on both ends that you feel comfortable with me in your home. Um, and that I feel that, you know, I want this to be that aha moment. I want you to love it. Um, that's the whole point of hiring a decorator and bringing them in your home. It should be something that you can't do on your own, right? My goal is I would say every time I finish a job, somebody says, I absolutely love that, but I never would have picked that out myself. And that should be the goal, right? Because if you would have done it yourself, then you wouldn't need me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so easy to say that's not my style. I don't like that when you're walking through a store. But it can take on a whole different feel and look when it's actually in your house and someone else places it there with a purpose. Yes. And I think that's exactly um, what you do when you come in. You you take things and you give them purposes. Like I love how you, you meet with a family and you know, do they have pets? Like how does all of their family work mm -hmm. together and really what do they need to reuse the room for? How can you make it functional and beautiful? Yes. Cause I always say at the end of the day, um, it is their home. They live there. I don't. So the client always gets the final say. I will help guide them in the right direction. So I'm not going to show them anything that I don't think will give them the final outcome look that they're looking for. I won't show them anything that I, I don't like or approve that would look good. But ultimately, I want them to have the final say because at the end of the job, I leave and I want, you know, they live there and I don't. Um, so I, I have no, I have clients that want to, that will give me free range, which is kind of fun. Like I'll show them three things and they say, you pick, use your good, best judgment. Or they'll say, I like these two. Um, I can't decide. Then I'll help them too. Like I, if I were you, I think these are both good options, but I would pick this one because of A, B, and C. 
Um, a lot of people want reassurance. They have a hard time making decisions. And so if I can help guide them in the direction, then it's easier for them to, to do it. Um, and I also say something super, I, which I think is very interesting is that if you were to, if I were to come into your home and you gave me your Christmas decorations, right? I would probably put everything in a completely different spot. But people really get out of doing things out of routine, right? Your Christmas tree goes there because that's where you put it every year. The Santa goes here because that's where I've always put it. I don't know where to put it anywhere else. And that's what I've always done. So having a fresh eye and someone come into your home and look at it at a completely different space, um, it's fun, I think. And they usually, because they think, oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that. Well, we just, we get stagnant. We get used to what we always do. And sometimes I even feel like I could use it in my own home as creative as I am. And I do like change. Sometimes I think like, oh, I would love for somebody else just to walk in here. Cause maybe they would think of something I wouldn't think of because you do, you kind of get stuck, you know? Um, so I, I think that's fun. Cause so many times people are like, it's a quick switch, you know, like, why don't we put that there and that there? And they're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Just having that different eye, someone challenging the way that things have been done in your home can just open up a whole new world of possibilities. And I, I like how you say also that people sometimes just have a hard time making decisions because I think that's what it is. People, people just don't want to make the wrong decision. And I think a lot of times, especially with our home furnishings, they're not super cheap. And so people are like, well, I'm going to be married to this forever. You know, forget this couch. Yes. This is going to be it for 20 years. So. Exactly. Yeah. I do tell people that my personal style is some people like really bold colors. And I think that's great. Um, But I think that I would choose to do your bold colors and in inexpensive purchases such as throw pillows, curtains, wall art, blankets. You can bring a pop of any color in a room. Um, But then in five or seven years, if you decide you don't like that color anymore, that's a lot cheaper to replace throw pillows or wall art or curtains than like a whole couch. So that's my um, personal opinion. Uh, But, you know, if someone would say like, I am in love with a blue couch and I want a blue couch, you go for it. I will... um, I would never say no to that. I would just bring it up as a suggestion. But at the end of the day, like I say, it's your home. So I can make a blue couch still look good. Uh, It's just something I would personally probably not purchase to do. I would do more of a neutral color and then I would fill it with a bunch of blue fun pattern pillows. And then in five years, I can just change up the pillows. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you. The, The problem... Um, that I found most recently, and here's a real life situation. Um, we have three dogs and we got, we got a new sectional and we got it kind of a beige tan color, but man, that thing does not work with three dogs. So I know I need to get some throw blankets or something to go to kind of fill in during the time being, but I have a hard time at this stage we're in with doing neutral colors and being able to see messes, whether from dogs or people, you know, people with little kids. Oh, I want a dark color couch so I can't see the stains or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you do have to be practical. I mean, there, that's why it's important to kind of like see the ages of your kids. How many animals do you have? You know, I walk into homes and um, sometimes the, 
the animals take over the couch. That's their couch or some homes and the client will say like, my animals are not allowed on the couch. So I'm fine with choosing whatever we do because they are not up here. They do make um, really good fabric covers for your cushions. Is it a leather or a no, cloth couch? It's it's a regular couch. It's a Okay. So they do have like on Wayfair and even on Target Online, they make those really good um, cloth covers that can just go over your cushions and your couch and then wash them. You can wash them real easily and then take them off. I know it's probably annoying, but take them off then when guests come, but yeah, it may prolong your um, couch. Also, they don't move as much as blankets. You know, they shift around mm. and blankets tend to yeah. But um, they actually will just go right over your cushions and they're washable. So it is something to think about. But yeah, see, I mean, that would be important because mm-hmm. that makes a big difference right. of yep. your choices. But yeah, I know. And then or, you know, I even have um, a lot of clients that are older and they would love to do this because their children are finally grown up. But now they have grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> and they don't want to be the grand. They don't want to be the grandma that, you know, their grandchildren come over and they don't want them on the couch. So. There's a lot that goes into those decisions of fabric choices. And are you going to buy a $10,000 couch or are you going to buy a $2,000 couch? Right. You know? And I think I've seen on a post or two of yours, you will actually go to the furniture store and like help people look at options. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Yep. I really am very flexible. My job is, and what I kind of love about it, is I'm here for them to use me as much as they would like or as little as they want. Um, Usually people want to use me as much as they can. So they get overwhelmed. They walk into a store. It's there. They can't make decisions. They, people say that all the time. I walk into a store. It's too overwhelming. I walk around, I leave with nothing. Or I walk in a store, I find one thing I like, I come home and now it doesn't go with anything. So, um, it can be overwhelming. So helping them stay on track, you know, what we're looking for, ask those questions. I go to stores often. Sometimes we need to go back a couple of times and that's part of it. Um, and I, I like it too, because, um, sometimes it's like if you going wedding dress shopping, right? Like you have in your head of exactly what you want. And then sometimes you go in and you end up leaving with something that you thought you didn't want. So um, I think seeing things in person and furniture, I tell people, is so personable. Is your husband or you 6'2 or are you 5'1? You know, like you need to know the height of where a couch will fit you. Um, men are very usually particular about if they want things to recline. Women want things to tend to look pretty. Men want it to be comfortable. Um, I do serve as a very good, you know, mediator for a lot of couples while shopping. (laughs) They say like, I have a lot of uh, couples that are like, we would have killed each other if you weren't here. So because you were here, like we stayed on our best terms, which I can totally relate to. Right. Yeah. So, um, I try to, you know, like we got to please both, but, um, I think that a lot of a lot of people say, like, we wouldn't have made any decisions today if you weren't here to try to keep us on track. So, yeah. And if you want to go check it out on your own with your husband or spouse and argue while I'm not there and then bring me in at the end and say we're down to these two choices, we can't make a decision, I'm fine with that too. Whatever whatever works best. So let's talk about your pricing because you said you try and make yourself as available as possible. So when you are doing your pricing, 
I know you mentioned this a little bit before. When you go visit, you come home and you write up a proposal mm-hmm. of what the budget would be for the different things and and then your costs separate. So your costs, is that an unlimited time frame from like this date to this date? Or tell us a little bit more about how you set that up. So that's interesting you say that. Um It has definitely been trial and error as my um, business has grown. I had a set way of doing it when I started my business, and that hasn't changed, but I've learned as I've gone how to adapt it because you you really don't, at first, you don't know how long it's going to take you to do certain things. So you, you have to try to learn. And the more that you go along, you learn that, oh, wow, I do spend a lot of time. So the first thing I did when I started my business was I researched a lot about how decorators and designers charge out their services. Um, some of them will charge hourly. Some of them will upcharge on everything that they buy. So that's how they'll get their fee, right? So a certain percentage of whatever you buy is their fee for their research, shopping, getting it, and so forth. I didn't like that when I started my business because I didn't want people to feel that I was selecting overpriced items or higher priced items because I would benefit from it, right? So I don't want you to be like, of course she came in with the $1,000 rug because she's going to make more money off of the $1,000 rug versus the 200 Costco rug, right? So I didn't like that um, because I work with people that have all incomes. I've done master bedrooms on an overstock target budget, and I've done full custom master bedrooms, pottery barn, crate and barrel, custom furniture, right? So I really liked the idea of that whatever the sticker price of the item is, you pay for. So I shop anywhere and everywhere, but if I can find a $39.99 home goods lamp, great. But sometimes you may want the $200, $300 lamp from Pottery Barn. So um, whatever the sticker price is they pay, I because I do this so much, I know how to budget accordingly. So I tend to go a little bit on the higher end when I budget so that I give myself cushion. So I will budget roughly of what I think it will cost them to get every single item that they want. So if we're, let's say we're doing a bedroom, for example, I know on average what it will cost, but I also ask some questions like how important is quality for you of wood? A lot of things is made out of particle board, right? Are you okay with the overstock where you have to assemble it? Or do you want solid wood that you and you don't want to assemble, then we're going to go with a little higher end product, right? And then the price goes up with that. So I can ballpark then where I'm putting their budget together. Um, So I put together a budget of what I think it's going to cost them to get everything they want. And then I say, here is my designer fee. So my designer fee is how I get paid to do it. It is what I feel is fair for all my travel, design, shopping, online shopping, tons of communication back and forth with the client. I go back and forth to their home several times. Returns, returns is a huge part of my job. Um, it's part of the process. It's okay. And um, and then staging. So I pretty much hang everything that I buy. Um, besides, I hate installing curtain rods. I hate drilling into people's drywall. But mirrors, wall art, um, galleries, I put that all up. And that takes a lot of time as well. So um if somebody wants me to do a, the whole room start to finish, I have a designer fee. And that is through trial and error of me learning of what my time is to do all that. Sometimes if they just want help, like um, they want to 
pay me hourly to help them pick out tile. They don't, they want paint choices. Um, then I have an hourly fee and my hourly fee ranges between a hundred to $150 an hour. And when I break down my designer fee, that's what it primarily breaks down to is about $150 an hour for me to complete the room. Um, but they, if I'm doing a whole job, I give them a lump sum fee. So it, it's taken, you know, um, the problem is, is I don't know how long it's going to take somebody to make decisions, right? Some people can make decisions really well, and I can only continue to move as fastly as people can make decisions. So if they can make decisions quickly and effectively, right, then sometimes I can get the job done even a little bit shorter than what I thought. Usually not, though. Um but if it takes them a long time to make decisions or we go back several times or they're unsure, I mean, there has been several times in so far in my job that I walk away thinking I put a lot more time in there than anticipated. So it is a, um, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. You learn as you go. Yeah. How long do you do you give them a time frame? Do you ever say, I need to be done with this project by a certain date? I don't, but I need to. <laughs> so that is something that I need to add into um, my business contract because um, I would say 80% of my clients, we have a good flow. They want it to be completed just as fast as I do. Um and that's really not an issue. But I would say there is a 20% where, um, you know, life happens and they and they've prolonged this project for five years for a reason. They've, you know, told me my my, you know, living room has looked like this for five years. Um, and there's a reason it looks like that for five years. But my job is to help motivate them and keep them continuing and going because there's a reason that they need somebody to help them because they can't finish this on their own. Right. But if I can't make you respond, you know, effectively. So I, I do need to put in there that if the job, you know, goes so long after expected, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I need, but do you have to think about that? But it, because then it's not efficient for me at all and I can't finish their job and so forth. So that, that has happened, but not often. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing with us the fact that you have made adjustments throughout your business and that it Oh yes. It's a learning as you go. You don't have to have it figured out from the beginning. And no. I think that's the way a lot of businesses end up and and business owners will feel bad, oh I have to change this again. But you're continually learning and growing and and improving and you have to have that freedom to do that to make it's your business. You're in charge of it. So you have the right to do what you want. So I love that you're continuing to learning and realizing things that you need to add in, um, different, oh, yeah. different situations that, that start becoming a pattern. Okay. I need to deal with this. How am I going to do that? Yep. And I think that's part of the advantage of being self-employed and having your own business. You know, you get to make those calls and make those decisions and, only because you've been doing it for a while do you get to learn those things. So I think you shouldn't look at that as a negative either. You know, it's just because you become more experienced and 
and more, you know, aware of certain situations. So yeah, I mean, you have to learn, you have to be able to learn as you go. Um, Having your own business, if you are like a very, I need to know, um, that would be hard because you kind of learn as your business is growing, you're growing and you have to learn to be able to flow with it and be okay with that. Yeah. Especially in a type of business like yours, where it's so specific to each person, like you are going into their homes and every home is different. So you can't just be like for a home, I'm doing this. No, it's specific to each client too. Yes, I agree. Okay. How many projects do you take on at a time? How do you figure out what your schedule is going to be? You know, if you have some going longer than others, how have you figured out to manage that? That is a ongoing (laughs) problem. Um, When I started my business, my goal was to have five jobs going at a time. Um, Because, you know, every job is demanding different things. And sometimes I will keep, even if I'm waiting on things to ship, shipping is like, shipping items is, I hate it. I mean, I, and I did my business through COVID and where it was really bad. I mean, things were, I mean, people, I would just try to deter people were like, I need furniture. I'm like, I mean, I, I don't even know if that's worth it right now because at the time it was like, you're going to get it in a year from now. You're going to remember what it's going to look like, or you may not like it, but obviously things are so much better, but waiting on things to get shipped is can be an issue. So as I'm waiting for a project, I have everything figured out. We're just waiting for a bed to arrive or so forth. Then I go and tamper off with somebody else and then we go back. So balancing about five of them at a time is really pretty good. And then um, word of mouth kind of went around, which I'm super thankful for. And, uh, you know, your business starts off where it seems to be like it was a lot of Facebook, um, Instagram. It was me pushing um you know, you have to be very driven to push yourself to keep going. And then as I started doing more jobs, people started talking and it's like almost a relief when that happens because then word of mouth happens. Um, it's two things. It's great. Cause you're like, wow, like people are advertising for you, which is great, you know, but then I got like crazy busy. Um, and, you know, part of having your own business is that you don't have that set income. You, you are the drive to make that set income come or it stops. And so you have to make that decision. So it's hard to say no. And my mom had like, you know, was always saying to me, like, you're going to have to have people wait for you. You are have too much. I mean, at one point I had 10 at a time. I was doing 10 different homes. Um, it's a lot, it's overwhelming. Um, it's a great problem to have though. So I keep telling myself that these are all great problems to have, but then it brings on other things. But, you know, so my mom's just always like, some people are just going to have to wait. You're going to just have to tell them they're going to have to wait for you. And, and that's a normal part of life nowadays. People have to wait all the time, you know? So, um, my goal is, you know, as I finish people out, I'm bringing new people in. But it doesn't always work at that perfect flow. So sometimes you take on some extra more because and then you finish up and then you got it. So luckily, um, the increased answer to your question, a very long response is that that's another thing that I continue to struggle with. But I can't 
I'm thankful and grateful for the business. And so sometimes I tell myself as much as it's overwhelming to have a lot going on at once, I would rather have that than the opposite problem. But it's a constant balancing act. And um, I haven't figured that one out yet either. (laughs) Yeah, well, and it's a lot easier to feel like you can take the freedom to figure it out. You can find out how many is too many. You, You have the freedom to do that when it's a job that you enjoy. Right. When you're passionate about it and you're excited for the projects. If if you take on too much, it's okay. You know, you'll get through it and you'll learn from it. But then you can use that in the future to be like, okay, I know that this is too many. We're going to hold off a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's only my fault. I'm the one that is accepting it and doing it. And so I need to learn from it and regulate myself and, and figure that out. But like you said, it's trial and error, you know, not until you take too many, do you realize, oh boy, this is too many, you know, um, and learn from that. But then I just try to remind myself that I don't feel like I'm even working when I'm doing this job and I love it. And I would, um, I love it. I love it. I'm super grateful. So it's a good problem to have, but I, I do need to, you know, figure out a good pace for it. Yeah. One question I thought of just while we've been talking here, and I I think I'm not the only one who would ask this, with you always going into other people's homes, have there ever been homes that you don't feel comfortable in? So there are so that that has been brought up on um, when I started my business, that was a big concern for mm-hmm not really myself actually, but for my family around me that like, okay, you're just walking into these random people. You should be sea capping them. Um, you know, you just don't know nowadays. It's hard that to even say that. Um, I have been in probably well over 200 homes and only one time, um, did I walk into an uncomfortable situation um, where I, they knew I was coming in to see their master bedroom and I walk in and immediately to my left is a gun out on a table, which, um, I'm fine with firearms, but I think if you knew somebody was coming in your home, you would have it locked up right in a safe. Yeah. Um, there's a video camera in the corner. There's uh, black garbage bags on like covering the um, windows. And this is like a over a million dollar home. This is not a, a inexpensive or bad area house. So when you walk up to this house, you would not be anticipating that. But um, I was, I was uncomfortable. I wrapped up that consult very quickly and made my way out. (laughs) So um, it's, but so one time, but pretty much otherwise, no. I mean, there has been times where I'll keep somebody on the phone with me if I'm a little hesitant, um, keep them on speaker in my purse. And then when I feel comfortable, I'll hang up. Um, so it it's definitely something that you need to be aware of. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, absolutely not. I could never do that. Yeah. It's nice to have that technology where you can have someone just on the phone Yep, with you there if you need it. 
My mom has me tracked 24 seven so that she can know where I am in case of an emergency. <laughs> um, moms need to know. <laughs> yes. She's always, you know, worried and it, it is, I, you know, sometimes I probably am being too innocent about it, you know? Okay. Well, we have so many things we haven't covered here that I still want to cover. So for those of you who want to hear more, be sure to join us um, on our bonus interview, which you can get to through our Patreon membership. But before we wrap up here, um, tell us what's next for your business, Lindsay. Do you have any goals or big dreams, things you're looking forward to? So ever since I started my business, my big dream was always to get into like new construction, new builds. Um, I started my business doing just very small rooms, you know, a playroom, a small guest bedroom. And that is still the the bread and butter of my business. But my goal would be to do new construction. So starting with the architecture, the floor plans, the outside exterior, you know, the flooring, the hardware, the all the details, the light fixtures, and then layer it on from start to finish. Um, that is like what my goal would be for my future projects. And not that I would ever get away from the small rooms. Um, I'm grateful for that because that's what started my business, but that would be a goal of mine. Awesome. That sounds exciting. Tell us where we can find you online. What's your website and your Instagram handle? So uh, I do a lot of before and after pictures. Um, People tend to love that. I love it too. Um, And I do a lot of that on Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook at Decorating by Lindsay. Um, I do have an Instagram account as well. So I do post on that. But I do feel that a lot of my clientele, the clientele that I work with a lot that hires me, they're more on Facebook than Instagram. So um, I tend to go more and post on Facebook than I do Instagram, but I do do Instagram. And then I have a website. It's www.decoratingbylindsay.com. Okay. And that's Lindsay with an E, correct? Lindsay with an E. I'm Lindsay, not Lindsay. All right. Well, if you're interested in working with Lindsay and you live in southeastern Wisconsin, you can contact her via her website or Facebook to schedule a consultation. And for more details about her business and what we've talked about today, be sure to check out the show notes at herbusinessrocks.com. You can see some of her latest spaces that she's been decorating with her clients, as well as sign up to receive news and updates. And again, we are going to be covering more topics. In our bonus interview, you can subscribe to our Patreon account to listen to that. And you can find all that info on our website, herbusinessrocks.com. That's it for today. We look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode of Her Business Rocks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit herbusinessrocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.